Wenye nani? Dia uhia ni wasi SSC TVET Credit Passes Ewo Three Core Subject mo. Ah English Language Any Mathematics Eka ho Any Two Elective Subject Dia wenye 25 years Adeko Nuhu pesu wa tuwa Nungume siyansu no Dia hiyanu so baba Fawo forms Nuhu baba tuwa Entrance examination nibi Sa so, u performs nibi atwa Fwani atwa Miami Yahudu edisi ADB Ghana Commercial Bank Eko Bank HFC Bank Snap Yaba Savings and Loans And offers on the Jackson College of Education Learning Centers Ahudwa Ewa mami hengi na Anase Fuenite Head Office Our 4th Jackson Street Ayedi Asin Inside Kumase A Bank University Open Chile Mwa Hudwa Bia Freya Ewa 0540 104949 Anase 0266899495 Akwenye Neni Jackson Educational Complex Mwena Dati Mapa Mission for Christ proudly presents to you Old Fashioned Revival Hour on Spirit 88.3 with Brother Jerry. Now and every Sunday from 7 to 8 p.m. Awake, awake, you who sleep. Arise from the dead and Christ shall give you life. Mission for Christ proudly presents to you Old Fashioned Revival Hour on Spirit 88.3 with Brother Jerry. Now and every Sunday from 7 to 8 p.m. Awake, awake, you who sleep. Arise from the dead and Christ shall give you life. Cannot express how glad we are to be in the presence of the Lord, to be where light and understanding is. I think it indeed a great opportunity to come here tonight and to bring to you the word of the Lord. And I greet you in the name of of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. If today happens to be your first time, I want you to stay tuned. I want you to sit still and open up your heart and your mind for what the word the Lord has for you tonight. Um, I want to welcome you all once again to the program, Old Fashioned Revival Hour. And my name is Brother Jerry. And as we do every Sunday, we are here to speak of nothing else but to 
reveal to you the word of the Lord, to bring to you what the Lord God has also revealed to me in my secret closet, to bring to you light and understanding in the word of the Lord as the Spirit of the Lord enables me. And so I want you to prepare your heart and your mind for God has a message for you tonight. I will take this opportunity to express my profound gratitude. Indeed, I deem it a great honor to always honor such who to whom honor is due. Professor Mrs. Jackson of Jackson College of Education, um, through whom this program is coming to you. I always pray the blessing of the Lord that indeed make it rich and ask no sorrow upon their lives and their posterity. Um, indeed, God is doing a great work in Jackson College of Education. Um, it was just last week that um, they marked their seventh congregation, um, graduating over 11,000 students over the past um, 10 years. Within that duration, that space of time, God has blessed them and has increased them, graduating over 11,000 students. In fact, it is a testimony um, when we know that uh, Jackson is but a private college institution. Indeed, it is but a testimony, and we give God all the honor. The Lord blessed them and continually, continually increased them, even expanding their territories across the borders of the nation and beyond. Um, I want you to sit still. I will be right back. Mission for Christ proudly presents to you Old Fashioned Revival Hour on Spirit 88.3 with Brother Jerry. Now and every Sunday from 7 to 8 p.m. Awake, awake, you who sleep. Arise from the dead and Christ shall give you life. Jackson College of Education and National Accreditation Board at Jiatun Kakupeno. Enneyane University of Education, Uniba. Akayen Tumapa Aboma. Yade three years diploma in basic education, Ebrawo. Na eni just samne se. Mwe aye distance learning. Kairuni se general programs ni na yeye BLO. Na yakuwa kufa early childhood education. Aba. Yade amount for the donor air front. Timo amomo e huseni yesitira amofra adiye. Na yade French education. Soso aba. Wa upesa usia French kasa. Anasuna kwenye neni. Dye uhiyani wasi. SSE. TVET. Credit passes. Ewo. Three core subject mo. Ah. English language. Any mathematics. Eka hon. Any two elective subjects. Pia wanya 25 years. Adeko. Mwa pesu wa tuwa nungu mwesiyasono. Dye hiyani soba wafa wa forms. Mwa beto wa entrance examination nibi. Sa u performs nibi atwa. Fwani etra miyami ya hudwe disi. ADB. Ghana Commercial Bank. Eko Bank. HFC Bank. Snap ya ba savings and loans. Ana office on the Jackson College of Education. Learning centers. Ahudwa. Ewa mami hen head office, our Jackson Street, Kumase, Bank Open Jackson Educational Complex, Mapa. Welcome back again to the program Old Fashioned. Revive our hour as we begin with the main uh, um, theme tonight, the main focus, the main um, reason why we are here tonight, to bring to you the word of the Lord. Um, I want you, wherever you are, to bow down your head as we begin with a message tonight. Heavenly Father, ruler of heaven and earth, the creator of all things, the judge of the quake and the dead, the all-knowing, the only wise God, the Father of light, we are gathered once again in your presence and pray tonight, Lord, that you would use my lips 
even to speak forth your word. I pray that let there be the impartation of wisdom, the heavenly wisdom, that by it your people may indeed become wise men in this generation, that they may bring to shame the foolishness of the worldly wise men, that they may bring to shame even the understanding of the prudent. I pray that you would have your way and that you would touch my lips to speak forth your word to the glory of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We pray. Amen. Um, I know that you are prepared tonight and I want you to know that tonight God has a message for you. Tonight's um, topic that the Lord has given is this, the wisdom of God and the wisdom of the word. The wisdom of God and the wisdom of the word. I read from 1 Corinthians chapter 1 verse 25. 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 25. Because the foolishness of God is wiser than men, and the weakness of God is stronger than men. 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 25. Because the foolishness of God is wiser than men, and the weakness of God is stronger than man. If the scripture is read outside of its contextual meaning, some will label it as a blasphemy and will possibly call it an insult and a defamatory statement. This is the reason why whenever you are studying the word of God, it is important that you always look at the author's main thoughts or the context of the passage, how he introduces the case, the argument, and the conclusion. These are key things that you ought to know whenever you are studying the Word of God. You know, basically what this scripture that I just read to you means from um, the preceding verses is that God's method, his plan, his works are mostly foolishness to the unbelieving word. How be it, this foolishness of God, that is from the unbeliever's point of view, is wiser than men. Not only are the things of God the foolishness to the unbelievers, but they also see it to be weak, among other things. But though they are weak according to man's logic, they are stronger than men. That is the understanding of the scripture when you study it according to the context of the author's um, presentation, his idea. That is what it means. That the wisdom of God is foolishness to the unbelieving word. And the wisdom of men is foolishness to God. So it is more or less comparing and contrasting the wisdom of God and the wisdom of man. Now, beloved, I just want you to understand that God's method is dealing with us is always and would always not be appealing to our logical reason. In that 
our understanding is limited. Our know-how is limited when you compare with the wisdom of God. You see, the wisdom of God is like a never-ending um, fountain. You can never exhaust it. You can never draw it out. You can only know to some extent. You can only know to a measure. But if you should compare the wisdom of man to that of God, it is always something that is beyond our reason. It will not make sense. Now notice this. When God promised the word and Messiah to come, even by the mouth of his prophets, the world expected to see a man of great prominence, probably a political ruler, a ringleader, a notable person from an affluent family, someone who is, of course, worthy, a man who is, uh, according to the flesh, um, who has power, who has uh, authority, according to the human understanding. I am not speaking of spiritual things, but physical things. The world expected, of course, to see um, such a Messiah. You see, they heard that this Messiah shall be a prince and a king. So in the minds of the world, the unbelieving world, the Greeks, the Gentiles, and even uh, um, amongst the unbelieving Jews, they expected to see the rising of this Messiah. From a palace. You see but. Look at this. God chose. A weaker vessel. A virgin woman. Of a low degree. She was not a daughter of a king. She was not a daughter of a ruler. She was simply a peasant. A woman belonging to a lower class. According to the wisdom of God. So much um, different. So much indeed opposite to how men understand things. You see, kings are born in a palace according to the wisdom of men. But in the wisdom of God, this king was born in an inn, according to the scriptures. Not even in a cradle, or what we call a baby's court, but in a manger. This is what the author is saying to us tonight, by the Spirit. That God's method is foolishness to the unbelieving word. But this foolishness of God, even from the unbeliever's point of view, is wiser than men. His method seems too weak when the feeble minds of the world try to understand. Yet this weakness of God is stronger than men. You see, picture this, my friend. When God said, a virgin shall be God a son, the world became curious. To know who the child's biological father shall be. That is rational. It is sensible. It is logical. Because a man must know a woman carnally before a child can be begotten. But what did God do? He said to this weaker vessel, even Mary. Even by the mouth of his angel. The Holy Spirit will come upon you. And the power of the highest shall overshadow you. For with God all things are possible. And I say to myself, Ah, who has heard such a thing? Can a woman be made to give birth without knowing a man sexually? The unbelieving word says that this is foolishness. But the things that violate the norms of the word and are normally out of reason 
are the very things that God uses to glorify his holy name. The things which the unbelieving world calls foolishness are the very things that God would use to bring to shame the wisdom of the wise. I want you to look carefully at this again. When Jesus Christ promised the word deliverance from the tyranny of sin and from the power of Satan, the wisdom of men expected him to go with weapons of spear and arrows and sword, or probably to call down legions of angels. But what did we see? In the wisdom of God, Jesus crushed the head of Satan, even this head of the serpent, and spoiled principalities and powers, not with sword, not with arrows, not with javelin, not with spear, but with what? But with a cross made out of a tree where he died to seal our purchase and on the third day rose up to confirm our freedom from the power of sin, death, and hell. But who could have ever believed that the cross would bring such great salvation as this? To the whole world. You see this is what the unbelievers see. And uh, um, conclude as foolishness. But it is this foolishness of God. That is wiser than the wisdom of this age. Who have ever thought. Who could have ever thought. That this Christ. Weak as he looked on the cross. Beaten and battered by the Roman soldiers would become the Lord of all nations. Yet this weakness of God is stronger than men and the devils put together. And so beloved, I just want you to understand the mind of the author as he wrote that scripture. But the foolishness because the foolishness of God is wiser than men. And the weakness of God is stronger than men. First Corinthians chapter 1 verse 25. You see what I want you to understand tonight is that God uses little things to achieve greater things. His wisdom will never appeal to our feeble understanding. The earlier we understand this, the more steadfast we shall be in Christ Jesus. A Christian keeps saying to herself, if only I came from a better family. Another says, if only I was born into a Christian family, how I would have served God. Another even says, if only I was as smart as my colleagues, even in class. Or as gifted as this brother or this sister. How I would have served God. But my friend, I want you to understand this very night. God doesn't need your ease to use you. Neither does he need your abilities to qualify you for greater works. In fact, the things that qualify us before people are the very things that disqualifies us before God. And it is why the scripture says in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 26 through to 27, it says, For ye see your calling, brethren, how that not many wise men after the flesh, not many mighty, not many noble are called. But God hath chosen the foolish things of the world to confound the wise. In other words, to confuse the wise. And God has chosen the weak things of the world to confound the things which 
are mighty. Just as I said early on, who could have thought that this Christ, who was brought out from a dry ground, whose father was a carpenter, whose mother was a peasant, will rise to become, even to the word, the Lord of all nations. Whoever thought that in the crucifixion of Christ, the devil's head shall be bruised, and principalities and powers shall lose their hold, even over the many who were held captive in the hand of Satan. Who could have ever thought that in that tears and the cries of our blessed Savior on the cross, men shall be liberated from the curse of the law and from the power of sin? Who could have anticipated? Who could have understood? In fact, our feeble minds and understanding could not comprehend. And this is the wisdom of God. God's methods are not as the methods of men. And God's methods are mostly not sensible according to our logical reason. It will not seem to us as something that is sensible, something that is reasonable. But it is what makes God God and what makes us men. We can never elevate ourselves to that standard as comprehending wholly the wisdom of God. And so I want to say to you, beloved, do not stand before God and say, God, because I am limited and because I am weak according to the flesh, I am incapable of doing anything for you. I tell you the truth, those who say such words would always remain redundant and without use in God's hand. Rather, whenever you stand before God, humble yourself, glory in your weakness, as was the wisdom of the apostles. For they gloried in their weakness, believing that in their weakness, the strength of God is made perfect. And I would implore that whenever you come before God, let God understand that though you may be weak, and though you may be the least among your peers, among your familiars, your acquaintances, among your generation, or even in your family, yet in Christ Jesus, you can do all things that the Lord has said that you will do. For it is not what you can do, beloved. Rather, it is what God can do through you, through this weaker vessel, unto his own glory. Now I want you to get this right. You see, it is so profound when we search the scriptures. And when we see the demonstration of God's wisdom. And how many a times we limit ourselves in the face of God. In the face of his word. In the face of what God has said that he will use us to achieve. Even great exploits and greater works. How many times we limit ourselves. Now look at this. Gideon chose 22,000 soldiers to war against the Midianites. But God said to Gideon, The people who are with you are too many for me to give the Midianites into their hands, lest Israel claim glory. For itself against me, saying, My own hand has saved me. You see, what Gideon did, like many of us, is the reasonable thing, is sensible in 
or let me say among us according to the norms the principles of the word because this is a man who is going to war and he is facing an army that is of course numerous and so this man as of course is um, logically proven he chose about 22,000 soldiers to war against the Midianites. He prepared himself fully to meet his adversaries. But that he might not take the glory for himself. Look at what God said. He said to him, Gideon, I do not need 22,000 soldiers to win this battle. And it will seem like this is not logical. This is not reasonable. It is not sensible. For how is it that God is saying that he does not need too many soldiers even to combat, to battle, to face such an army, such great army as the Midianites? That is the wisdom of God. God has said that the last Israel should claim glory for itself and say that my own hand has saved me and so the Lord dropped the number from 22,000 soldiers to 3,300 soldiers sorry 300 soldiers against so great an army as the Midianites yet this is the wisdom of God God said that I will defeat the adversaries with only 300 men he taketh the weak things. The things that do not make sense. According to human understanding. To glorify his name. Hallelujah. You know many a times it is easy for us to claim the glory. When we have the assistance and help from people. Here is a great army. If we should win the battle. I would stand and of course, of pride in what I have achieved. Will probably say of myself, my own hand has achieved this. My own abilities have obtained this. My own indeed smartness have procured this. It is the reason why many a times the Lord God weakens us. It is the reason why many a time the Lord God take away the very things that we put our trust in. So that in our emptiness and nothingness. Well we know that we have nothing. But God. When the Lord God does for us. That which we thought we could never do. That we may give glory to him. That is the reason why many a times the Lord God permits us to be weakened. To be buffeted with the thorns of the flesh. To be buffeted even by a messenger of Satan. That we may know how weak we are. According to the flesh. And that we may come to understand the greatness of the God whom we serve. That we may come to know the power of God. That is able. To strengthen us. And to use us for greater. Works. Hallelujah. And so beloved. If tonight you seem to be thinking. Even of yourself. How limited you are. How weak you are. Though you are born of God. Though you have the testimony of the spirit within your soul. Your heart. And though the mysteries of the kingdom have been unveiled to you. Yet you do not seem to understand how weak you are in yourself. According to the flesh. When you seem to compare yourself with other brethren and other sisters. 
And sometimes you look at them and you compare them to yourself and it is as though you have nothing to give. You have nothing to do. As though you cannot do anything for God. But what I am here to say to you is that whoever told you that you could do anything for God. For the last time I checked the scriptures, there have never ever come a time that any man rose to do anything for God. That he was not quickened by the Spirit. That he was not enabled by God. That he was not influenced by the, the power of God. For by strength shall no man prevail. That is what the scripture says. He said that the battle is not for what? The strong. Neither the race for the swift. Always God will use the things that do not make sense. The, the weak things. The foolish things. To glorify his name. To the end that no man. May boast. In his presence. I want you to follow me. To the scriptures. Second Kings chapter 7 verse 1. And this particular word is very prophetic to you tonight. Though I cannot see your face, I do not know you whom I am speaking to. But I believe that you are here, selected to be here, to be listening to this message. Because you are in the mind of God. Second Kings chapter 7. Verse 1. Then Elisha said, Hear the word of the Lord. Thus says the Lord. Tomorrow about this time. From the New King James Version. Tomorrow about this time. A seer of fine flour shall be sold for a shekel. And two seers of barley for a shekel. At the gate of Samaria. This is the wisdom of God in demonstration. Now look at how the wisdom of God is foolishness to them who are perishing. In verse 2, it says, So an officer on whose hand the king leaned answered the man of God and said, Look, if the Lord would make windows in heaven, could this thing be? And he said, In fact, you shall see it with your eyes, but you shall not eat of it. That says the Lord, Tomorrow about this time, the wisdom of God, Tomorrow about this time, you see, it was. A time of great economic crisis. Because the Syrians have besieged Samaria. They have taken possession of all their possessions. Their food, their water, and all their wealth. To the extent that the people of Samaria had to kill their children. Had to boil them. And to eat them to survive. That was how horrible the situation was. That, that was how horrible the famine was. But it was at this time that God gave the prophecy. Not many days after. Because that would have been uh, in, in fact. The, and, uh, it would have been understandable. If God had said, okay, um, a time would come, many years after, many months after, I will restore you. It wouldn't have seemed so um, much of a, a problem because we know that, yes, according to our feeble minds, at least we can accept that. God will use many days to do that. Because the situation was so horrible to the extent that people were killing their children, boiling them and eating them to survive. But God did not say many years. Neither did he say that the many a time to come. 
But this was the word of God. Tomorrow about this time. Tomorrow about this time. I am speaking to somebody tonight. Tomorrow about this time. Your lifting will come. Your deliverance will come. Your prayer shall be answered. But look at the vessels God uses. The foolish things of the word. The weak things to put to shame the mighty. You see when God said that he would wrought in Samaria. This mighty works within a day. Within a day. He would turn things around. You know, I believe that uh, um, the wise men of the time would sit and begin to calculate. How would God do such a thing? Would he raise up a great army? Would he raise up mighty men? For God is able to do that. But instead, look at what God did. The vessels that God used. Four leprous men, according to the scriptures. Four lepers. Now, if you, are, of course, understand the types and understand, of course, um, the, the shadows of the Old Testament, you can understand that when a person is um, a leper, he's normally sidelined. He's normally the outcast of amongst the people. Such people are, are usually separated. You know, people do not recognize them. Can any good thing come out from such people? So they are not in the minds of people. They are normally the weakest, the least amongst the people. They are normally sidelined. They are normally the outcast of the people. But these are the vessels that God uses for his glory. The weak things of the world. The outcast in the family. The outcast in the society. The vulnerable of our time. Are those whom the Lord God will use for his glory. You are the very people that God has purpose to use. For the salvation of this country. You know when you look at the Christians. Among others. We seem to look like um, the, the weaker ones. We seem to the world as foolish people. Because the principles of God. Would always be foolishness to the world. And such as walk in the principles of God would always look as fools to them who have not the understanding, who have not the knowledge and the wisdom of God. But yet, we are the very vessels that God would use for the salvation of a nation, for the betterment of others. For the advancement of that family that is battered, that is broken, that is downtrodden. We are the very people that God would use. Even to turn the dry grounds to a well-watered grounds. Hallelujah. Because we are God's choicest people in this generation. Though weak according to the flesh, yet in Christ Jesus, we are more than conquerors. That is the setting of that scripture in, in the book of Kings concerning the four lepers. Though they were weak in the sight of men, yet it will tell you how God is able to use men in their nothingness for his own glory. How he's able to use us in our utmost weakness to glorify his name. How he's able to take the outcast 
and to make. His own vessels for his glory. Now look at Micah, Micah chapter 4, verse 7. This is a, a prophetic word. Micah chapter 4, verse 7. The Lord says, I will make the lame a remnant and the outcast a strong nation. When you go to verse 13, it says, Arise and thresh, O daughter of Zion, for I will make your horn iron, and I will make your hoofs bronze. You shall beat in pieces many people. God would make your horn like an iron, and he will make your feet like a bronze. And you shall beat in pieces your adversaries. Your enemies, according to the spiritual sense, you will trash and you will trample. That is what it means. And this is the word of God to someone out there, a Christian out there, who is the outcast, who is the leper among his family, in the society, disrespected and uncared for mistreated and defamed by people. When they look at you, they say, nothing good can come out of you. But I say to you, the Christian is never to be pitied. Because in the sight of God, you are not a leper. You are not an outcast. You are a great army. Hallelujah. You are a great army. These lepers were among the Samarians, the least, the weakest. Yet in the wisdom of God, they were a strong nation. By the power of God, they were a mighty nation. A great army. These were just people who were, they were just going to surrender to their enemies. They said even to themselves, if we sit here, we will die. If we enter into the city, we will die because of the great famine. And so therefore they concluded, we would go to our enemies and surrender to them. Pay adventure if we should find favor before them. They will probably give us something to eat. But if it be that we do not find favor before them and we die, let us perish. And so you see, that was their mind. They were men who were weak. They were not amongst the, the, uh, amongst the people that the strongest, or even the strong. They were weak in every sense. But the wonders of this scripture. What baffles my mind. What stirs something within my soul. Is that. Little did these lepers know. That they were a prophecy in activation. That they were fulfilling the plan of God. Without even knowing. For when they decided to take that step. In the spiritual sense. God made them a great army. With chariots and horses. And beloved. This is how. Christians we are in Christ Jesus. When they look at us. We have no story. Can anything come out of Nazareth? They cannot seem to find. You know their, their logics. Their, their reasons. Their mind. The wisdom of the word. Tells them that it cannot be. 
But blessed be the Lord. For the wisdom of this word. The wisdom of this age. Is foolishness. To God. And that is why you would make a great mistake. When you consult. Such people. Who esteem the wisdom of God. As foolishness. When you consult them. For direction. When you consult them for help. When you consult them for counsel. And it is the reason why most. I would not say unbelievers. But even Christians. The reason why many at times. Most have this conflicting. You know battles. Many are anxious. Frustrated. Because instead of walking according to the wisdom of God, sometimes they are ashamed of what people will say. Instead of knowing that they are a prophecy in fulfillment. But when people will label you as foolish because you are walking in the wisdom of God, blessed are you. Because it is in that wisdom that God would elevate you. Like he elevated the four lepers. You see, when they took that step, in the realm of the unseen, God made their feet like the feet of chariots, horses, so that when the Assyrian army heard it from afar, they thought that these were um, the army of the Hittites and the Egyptians coming to attack them. And so when they heard that, they fled and they left their possession intact. They ran away. A whole mighty army of the Syrians. Four lepers drove them out of their camp. Isn't this the wisdom of God? That is foolishness. To the wisdom of the word. And that is why the apostle said. Because the foolishness of God is wiser. Than men. And the weakness of God than men. Who could ever thought that God would use four lepers to fulfill that prophecy? Tomorrow about this time, a seer of Bali shall be sold for a shekel. Who could have ever thought that now we are so famished, but tomorrow... God will cause us to live with abundance. So that the things that we crave for will now become like a common thing to us. Who could have ever thought and that God would use these weak vessels to bring to pass that prophecy. Beloved, I just want you to think about this. Can you ever understand the mind of God? Can we? No. But this is the wisdom of God. It will not always appeal to our senses. But when we learn it to humble ourselves before the Lord, and if we will not be ashamed that they will label us as foolish even amongst people. Because we have set upon ourselves to walk the ways of our Lord Jesus Christ. To be separated even from such men who glory in their mind and their strength. And such men who have no fear for God. Who drink iniquity as if they are drinking water. Because we have chosen not to walk. According to our own selfish ambitions. But to walk in love. In the spirit of unity. In the spirit of righteousness. In the spirit. Of holiness. When they label us. As such. 
let us not be perturbed. For just as uh, it was with Christ, but yet in the end he was glorified. And just as it was with these four lepers, and yet in the end, God brought deliverance through them. So shall it be when we learn to walk according to the pace of God's wisdom. But notice that, that one, something funny happened. This officer on whose hand the king leaned said that how could this be? Even if the Lord was to open window in heaven, it cannot be. The prophet said to him, you would see with your eyes, but you will not eat of it. Notice that in the end, the scripture was fulfilled. That they, to them that are perishing, to them that are perishing, it says that the message of the cross is foolishness. It means that the, the things of God is foolishness to them. Notice the end of that officer. He died. And what does it mean? That such men who label us as such, except they repent, that is their end. They will see God glorifying us, but they will not be partakers of the glory. They will see God promoting us, but they will not be partakers of that promotion. They will see God crowning us with honor, but they will not be partakers of that honor. For what shall be their end? They shall be cut off in the land of the living because they did not believe and because they considered the things of God foolishness. Their eyes will see, but they will never taste of the goodness of God. But to you, embrace the wisdom of God. Seek to know Christ, for he is the wisdom of God and the power of God. And pray to God that you would know him more and more. For it is in the knowledge of Christ that we are of all men the wisest. And it is in Christ Jesus that though we are weak according to the flesh, and yet are more than conquerors, triumphing over sin, triumphing over Satan, triumphing over death, triumphing over even economic crisis, because with God, all things, are possible. I bring the message to an end. And it is my prayer that this message that you have heard tonight, it will follow you wherever you go. You will bind it in your hearts that it would be your light in time of darkness. That it will be a lamp even unto your feet. The Lord bless you and the Lord impart even to you his wisdom that is from heaven. In the name of Jesus Christ, I pray. Amen. And as I bring my message to an end, last week so many of you um, sent to me the message. Um, I said that most are asking for the sermons. And so I said that if anyone is interested in the sermon, he can send me a high on the WhatsApp number, that is also my number, and I would add him to the platform so that whatever message I preach here, I would also send it through that platform for them to have access even to that sermon. And the line is 0558 and lastly, Zero five five eight three four five two six seven. It is rather unfortunate tonight. I will not be able to open the phone lines. Um, but to those of you who want to send a message, please send it through that WhatsApp line. And if you want me to include you to that platform, you can send me a hi, and uh, I would uh, add you to that WhatsApp platform. Um, the Lord bless you for making time with me tonight. And the Lord God elevate you according to his wisdom. And that which you do not understand, may God give to you understanding. 
And when people will label you as foolish because of the wisdom of God which you have embraced, let God give you the steadfastness and the confidence to boldly walk in the power of his wisdom. May the peace of the Lord that surpasses understanding rule your hearts and your mind from this time forth and forevermore. Same time next week, 7 to 8. The peace of the Lord be with you. Bye-bye. When they said unto me, let us go into your house.